so good morning, Sangha. Can you all hear me? So again, Sangha is just a term for community. And definitely we are all in very deep ceremony together. So we are absolutely in community. So um, as I think we told you last night, we are going to have two instructional sits a day. Uh, and they will be definitely at the 8.30 sit and at the uh, 4.45 sit. That's right. Yeah. And so please do uh, come to those sits as you can. And um, today I'm just going to talk briefly about where uh, the four elements meditation uh, fits within uh, the four foundations of mindfulness. I'm sure all of you have heard of the four foundations of mindfulness. That's the way that it is being um, treated and taught nowadays. Uh, But first thing that we want to do is formulate an intention of our practice today, or even just being here. And as many of you probably know, purpose is a major factor of having resilience, right? So, Many of us might have come here uh, for this reason or that reason, but let's just come into our hearts right now and set our intention for today or even just for this meditation. You know, may I, uh, whatever it is, uh, I'll just say, may I let go of all or as much of greed, hatred, and delusion is in here. May I let go of that and approach the world with kindness and insight and love. That's my intention. So um, there's a story that the Buddha tells, you know, the first incredible psychologist tells (laughs) about um, mindfulness of the body. And we know that the four foundations of mindfulness are mindfulness of the body, mindfulness of feeling tone, which is uh, every single uh, contact you will have in the world has a feeling tone of being pleasant, being unpleasant, or being neither pleasant or unpleasant, being neutral. Um, and so that's the second foundation of mindfulness is knowing in the moment you know, what you're experiencing around that. The third foundation of mindfulness is mindfulness of mind. Uh, and that's just very generally, is our mind contracted around, you know, thoughts of greed, hatred, or delusion, and the hundreds of ways that shows up? Or is our mind expanded and open and just resting in spacious awareness with ease? That's the third foundation of mindfulness, knowing what the state of the mind is. And then the fourth are two particular um, objects of mind that are totally universal to all of us. Uh, The first one is the five hindrances. And I love the five hindrances because um, I always do a uh, a check of the hindrances when I'm struggling in meditation. And uh, those are two that are opposite each other. There is restlessness and worry You know, am I doing this right? What's going on? What's happening back at home? And then the other one is uh, sloth and torpor, sleepiness, or like, oh my gosh, I'm just so tired. Where's my energy? How come I don't have more energy to do this? 
And, you know, those are to be just seen as clearly as we can with our frame of mindfulness in our practice. And then the other two that are opposites are greed. Oh, I would be so happy if I knew that person sitting uh, one row above (laughs) next to that person. You know, we start fantasizing. Uh, Or uh, I would be so happy if I could just go get a cup of tea after this sit. Um, So that's greed, wanting something. And then aversion is um, the opposite of greed. And that is, oh, I would be so happy if I wasn't sitting next to this yogi. Or, you know, if this wasn't happening, you know, I would probably be happy. And that's definitely a hindrance that we just want to see clearly with our mindfulness. And then the fifth one is uh, just doubt. Am I doing this right? Is this a practice for me? Do those teachers know what they're talking about? You know, just doubt over what's happening in the moment. And that's a very common hindrance too. But we are um, addressing these hindrances with this practice of mindfulness of the body. Uh, And so, you know, the body has six sense doors. There are six ways that these bodies of ours, our beloved bodies, got to love them. the way that they experience external reality. Uh, We experience it through seeing, right? That's one of our sense doors. And it's interesting to put a mindfulness frame around seeing because it is so uh, ubiquitous in our lives that we don't see it as something unique and different, but it absolutely is. And what we look at has a huge impact on what's going on with us in here. So seeing, hearing, That's why we're asking everyone to please be as quiet as they can because when your mindfulness is very strong, louder noises can have uh, an impact of aversion on us. Smelling is a third uh, sense door. Tasting uh, is the fourth. Uh, Having, you know, the sensations of the body, touching, and then sensations of the mind. These are the six doors that all of us experience reality, experience the external world. And the Buddha has this brilliant story. 2,600 years ago, he made up this story. It's amazing. Uh, There are six different animals that are, um, you know, all sitting around this tree. You know, you can decide what kind of animals you want. Um, And they are uh, bound together. Each of the six animals struggles to go after something in a particular direction. So it would be the animals in us that these sense doors were wanting to go after things that are pleasant, right? And these sense sense doors are fighting with each other. No, I want a cup of tea. No, I want to go see that landscape over there. No, I want to go lie down and rest, you know? Uh, They're all struggling with each other. And what happens is the strongest one pulls the others along until it gets tired and another one takes over. And um, that's what's happening in our lives all the time, you know. And we don't even realize it. That, um, And, you know, that's what mindfulness of the body absolutely brings us into direct experience of. And um, so that's why we're doing mindfulness of the body. And... Um, Mindfulness of um, 
the body, the way our dear teacher, the Venerable Analayo, is teaching it, is um, mindfulness of the body has three uh, methods to it. One is scanning the body for um, skin, flesh, and bones. The Buddha talked a lot about, you know, realizing that our bodies and our individual selves are actually uh, not so individual, you know, that we have the experiences we have because we were born into a human body. And it's not personal. Every single thing that happens to us, um, you know, given a range of things, is the exact thing that happens to people on the other side of the planet if they're human and born into the human realm. And uh, all of our experiences are uh, a collective common humanity. You know, it's not really personal. It's a common humanity experience. And um, that's one of the insights that we can have once we see the body for what it is. So the first, um, you know, uh, mindfulness of the body method of meditation is just scanning the body for skin, flesh, and bones. Uh, and then the second one, the one that the Buddha taught his son, Rahula, uh, was the first thing he taught him was to scan the body and just be aware of the body as the four elements. And this is so cutting edge right now in environmental science. You know, if we realize that we were part of nature, maybe we would have more respect for nature, right? And I think that that's uh, what the Buddha was teaching 2,600 years ago. And um, this will bring us into that. And then the third one, uh, oh, so, uh, and then the third mindfulness of the body reflection is just on breathing and just how, um, how uh, uh, impermanent that is. You know, we will have a breath and it could be our last breath. And if it isn't our last breath, it's one breath closer to our last breath. So, you know, to just realize impermanence, not in a conceptual way to, you know, just watch mindfully all these things happening and let that really build up the, um, our wisdom principle, our intuitive awareness. And remember, that's the knowledge system we're working with here, intuitive awareness. And our minds, you know, uh, will want to help us out and think about this and that. And I like to tell my thinking mind, I love you, thinking mind. We are so going to hang out Saturday afternoon. <laughs> I promise I will bring you out for a great lunch and we will hang out. But right now, I am hanging out with intuitive awareness. You know, to let go of that conceptual thinking mind and bring it back to just observing with as much strength what is happening within the body right now. I hope that makes sense. So let's get started. So all of um, meditation can be done within a whole body awareness. And we are going to be doing uh, mindfulness of the earth element. And earth element has some wonderful characteristics. It is hardness and density. And um, we know that our bodies are, our bones are earth element, our teeth are earth element. So let's start with the whole body awareness. From the top of our heads to the tip of our toes. 
if our bodies are somehow different where we don't have toes, that's absolutely beautiful too. All bodies are welcome. All bodies are human, a manifestation of our common humanity. So let's start with our heads. Can we feel our skulls, our bones in our head? Let's start with the top of our heads. Whatever sensations are offered are absolutely fine. Moving to the sides of our heads. And to our faces, the front of our heads. Can we feel our chin and our cheeks? Earth element, the back of our heads. Moving from the back of our heads to the beginning of our spines. The spine is earth element, hardness and density. Just feeling the spine and the neck. Earth element. Moving to our right shoulder. Lots of bones in here. Hardness and density. If we can feel that, that's fine. If we can't, whatever sensations are being offered to awareness are absolutely fine. Earth element. Moving to our upper arm. The sensations of our upper arm. And to our bony elbows. And our lower arm. Moving to our bony hands. Holding the shoulder and arm and hands in awareness. Earth element. Moving to our left shoulder. Just staying with the sensations. Earth element. Moving to our upper arm. Hardness, bone, and density. To our bony elbow. To our lower arm. To our hand. Maybe by finger. Holding the shoulder and arm and hand in awareness. Earth element. Now coming back up to our neck and our shoulders. We will 
investigate our upper torso where we have our rib cage. That's a lot of earth element and our spines moving down our spine from our neck. Can we feel the vertebrae? Whatever sensations are offered are absolutely acceptable. Coming up to our rib cage, that's a lot of earth element. The sensations of the upper torso, earth element. Moving to our lower torso, down our spine from the middle of our backs. Earth element. Moving to our pelvic area. Lots of bony earth element here to our hips. The hardness on the ground, on the cushion or on the seat. Feeling the sensations of the pelvic area. Earth element. Moving to our upper right leg. Into our knee. And our lower right leg. Into our bony foot. Holding the right leg and knee and knee and foot in awareness. Can we discern density or hardness? If not, whatever sensations are offered are absolutely fine. Earth element. Going to our left leg, our upper leg. Earth element to our knee. to our lower leg. To our ankle and to our foot. What sensations are offered? What is being known on these bodies? Holding the whole leg and foot in awareness. Earth element. Now coming back into a whole body awareness. Just imagining the earth element, our skeletons, our teeth, our bones. What does that feel like? 
earth element internally, earth element externally, all the same. So let's just rest in spacious awareness and let our body sensations direct what we should be mindful of. Is it hardness and density at the head? Is it numbness at the foot? If we're having any unpleasant body sensations, all we need to do is become aware of it. I see you, aching foot. And then see the intention to move it. And then just move it as gently as you can for a little bit more comfort. And that's earth element manifesting, right? So resting in spacious awareness and let uh, the earth element sensations direct what you will be mindful of while we rest in spacious awareness. Here's a quote from Analyo. During actual practice, we just come back to the sense of the body presence. As soon as we realize that we're getting pulled along, and we all get pulled along all the time. In preparation for challenging situations, we make sure, first of all, that we are aware of the presence of our body. From the vantage point of embodied mindfulness, 
become able to face challenges well. This reflects the protective dimension inherent in the establishment of mindfulness. So we will get, our minds will wander. And as soon as we see that, you know, we can shake our finger at our thinking and say, I see you, conceptual mind. I love you, but we're going to hang out on Saturday. (laughs) And then come back to an embodied awareness. Earth element. Where can you feel earth element in the body?
what is the most predominant experience in the body right now? If our minds are wandering, we can scan the earth element in this body and send it some loving kindness, feeling our heads, feeling the hardness and density of our teeth. Thank you, teeth. Thank you, head. Thank you, skull. To our shoulders and arms. Thank you, arms and hands. Whether we feel it or not, we set the intention to be loving towards ourselves. To our torso. Thank you. Thank you, organs. Thank you, heart. Thank you, bones. And so forth. Staying in the body.
<clears throat> Where are the sensations of earth element most prominent in the body? Where are any sensations most prominent in the body? Earth element internally, earth element externally, all the same. Here's a quote from Dilgo Kense Rinpoche. A tiny prick from a thorn makes us miserable. When there is warm sunshine outside, we feel comfortable and the body is pleasant. We are constantly preoccupied, preoccupied with the comfort and attractiveness of our body and treat it like the most precious thing. Clinging to the body is the reason we experience such reactions to the pleasant and the unpleasant. So, I want to talk for a minute about walking meditation. So, um, walking meditation isn't a break from the retreat. <laughs> It actually is such an important practice, particularly for um, uh, the four elements, because, you know, it's earth walking on earth. And um, walking meditation, there's a few different ways to do it. But uh, in four elements meditation, what we can feel, uh, what we want to feel is just to be aware of um, you know, the movement of the earth element in our bodies, which is our bones. You know, you can feel the automatic uh, movement of a tug, a lifting of earth, and a movement of earth, and a placing earth upon earth. And you don't need to have those concepts at, at all. In fact, you should let go of those concepts and just feel directly what that feels like. Um, Usually in walking meditation, people will start out a little bit more quickly. Um, and noting is really useful during walking meditation. Just, uh, um, you know, step, 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 or lifting, moving, placing. 
you know, just to stay connected with the body sensations of moving. There's so many intricacies to walking that we don't see because we just do it quickly and mindlessly. What we want to do is just, you know, where's the intention behind taking this one step? And it's actually there, but it's so invisible that, you know, it's so ingrained in us that we don't even see it. And that's true of every action that we take in the world. There is an intention behind it. And that intention is either wholesome, unwholesome, or neutral. And that's a huge part of what we want to see deeply with our awareness, with our mindfulness. And just being aware of the intention of walking, you know, not, you know, not greedily there, but just being open and gentle to the awareness that's present. You know, start off a little bit more quickly and then slow down. The slower you go, the more you'll be able to see what the sensations of lifting, moving, and placing are and the intentions behind it. You know, what's, um, what's calling your attention away from that. Um, and usually it's nice to pick... Uh, you know, one place that's maybe, well, actually maybe as big as the walking room upstairs, right? There's a walking room upstairs that's really lovely and just walking back and forth. And, you know, knowing when you're stopped and, you know, the intention to turn around, turn around, the intention to step and then step and just be as open and aware of um, what's happening uh, with the earth element at a time. Do you have any other um, walking inst- f- fancy instructions you want to give either of you? I was just saying oh, um, when the mind wanders off if you find that you're you've been lost in thought and it, it will wander and there. and it probably will yeah. it's helpful just to stop the body just stand there for a moment collect your your mindfulness again bring it back to the sensations that bonnie was pointing towards this sensation of of solidity um that contact that that um uh contact with the ground the contact within your shoes, uh, that's earth element, that density of the body as it's moving through space. So bringing your attention back, taking your time with this practice of walking. Um, your mind might go off many, many times within one walking period. Same with the sitting practice. But that's okay. That's what happens. It's what the mind wants to do. It's really okay. You notice it very intentionally, where do you want to bring your mind back to these particular sensations of earth element? Ground your mindfulness back into those sensations, and you begin again, and that's the practice. Yes, continuity is huge, and it doesn't need to be an intense, you know, I'm dissecting you know, the 
every atom of this one experience just to be present. You know, what's happening now? What's happening now? What is the most predominant sensation right now? And um, just coming back to that uh, will increase your samadhi or level of concentration. And that's the way that we gather the data for our wisdom principle to get ready to show us things that are not available through our conceptual mind. And that's what frees us to see the nature of, um, you know, these bodies as impermanent. I mean, you know, we're in winter now. Look at the, <laughs> look at what happens to earth element in winter. I mean, that's us too. You know, we are part of this system. Absolutely. So, Let's see. Well, since we didn't have a big cell phone ceremony, do you think we have time for one or two questions? You, you don't want to do it? Right. Okay. Okay, one announcement is that our beloved Syra will be sitting in on our um, uh, practice meetings. And uh, all of you will have a practice meeting. There is a list outside... Uh, right outside of the hall here of, um, you know, who's getting seen or who's in the practice meeting at 9.35 today and at 11.05. And those practice meetings are only for the time of the, um, you know, walking meditation. So please do, uh, you know, where you really want to talk about what's happening for you right now. You know, how are you... Uh, holding uh, the mindfulness and are you able to stay present and if you have any questions about how to do that or um, so so Cyril will, will be sitting in with me today and with um, Kate tomorrow I think right right and all of you will be seen for sure during the retreat and if you're not on the list today you will be seen, today is Wednesday, you will be on the list for Thursday and Friday. And we always see the people who are newest to a retreat practice first. So, yeah, that's how we divide it up. Any other announcements? Um, just just a reminder of um, how we're holding the space together, this container together. And um, it's important to come to the, the sits and the practice discussions with us on time. So to, and to be at your yogi jobs on time. And I know that as we get into this practice, time becomes a little bit elusive. And it, um, so, you know, if you, if you somehow just lose track and you're late, it's not the worst thing in the world. It's okay. But um, that everyone's doing their best to, to be on time is, is helpful. And then uh, just as a reminder that we ask that you stay in the hall once you're here. Uh, if you are late to uh, a sitting, it's, it's better actually to go and, and sit in nature or do some walking practice and then enter the hall if you'd like when, when the bell rings rather than coming in and out. That's um, pretty disruptive while everybody is settling in. 
So just a reminder of that. I guess the the one exception might be uh, during an instructional sit. We do want you here. So if you do need to come in a little late to an instructional sit, come and maybe find a seat in the back and, and join us for that. And that won't be so disruptive. And I think that's it. I have a few other good quotes here I like. Did I? I didn't do the one by Tulku, Tupton Rinpoche, did I? The human mind has the tendency to manufacture concepts and beliefs in relationship to things that are inherently transcendental. This often leads us to suffer the old curse of mistaking the finger pointing to the moon for the moon itself. The cause of this mistaken perception is the ego. Since the ego's only occupation is to sustain its flimsy existence uh, or world of illusion, it always tries its best to create hindrances to the realiza realization of truth. You are not your body. You have to examine your pain very carefully to see that it's not truly you that's hurting. The disease isn't your disease. It's a disease of the body, a disease of physical form. Physical form and mental events have to change. That It's their nature to change. You must focus on them as they appear to you, watch them, and contemplate them in their most elemental components. A clear insight into the nature of physical forms and mental events will release you from all suffering and stress. And here's a last one. <laughs> Effort versus success. Effort is more important than so-called success because effort is a real thing. What we call success has just the manifestations of our mind's ability to categorize things. This is success. That is failure. Who says? You says. That's all. Really, it is what it is beyond all concepts of success or failure. And efforting, you don't need to over-effort. You don't need to see the, you know, microscopic change of everything. That level of seeing will uh, just progress as our continuity and as the retreat progresses. You know, just be relaxed but present for what's happening right now. What am I knowing now? What am I knowing now? You know, what greed is arising? What aversion is arising? See it all within a movie screen of mindful awareness. So that's it for now. Uh, we will have another practice uh, session at 445 with instructions, but please do continue continuity. That's the most important part of it. And uh, treat yourselves well. You know, be good to yourselves. And, uh, oh, do you have a announcement? Oh, that's right, affinity groups. You could have, do you want to say it? Okay, I'll say it, okay. So we are starting our, every day we'll have our beloved affinity groups. We have a, a black, indigenous, people of color affinity group uh, that meets at 2.15, and it meets where? In the community 
meditation center down the hill. So, upstairs to the, I think it's to the left, right? Upstairs to the right, yeah. Go up the stairs in the community meditation hall. And then our beloved LGBTQ sit is at 3.30. And there are probably people who belong to both of those groups. <laughs> and, uh, you know, if you want to go, please feel free. If you have one of those identities, if you don't, please don't go. And... um but you don't have to go. If you're BIPOC or LGBTQ and you don't want to go to those, it's absolutely fine not to go. So do what your heart tells you is best. Ask your heart, what is needed now, heart? And don't let our beloved thinking mind tell us what to do all the time. What's needed now, heart? What should I do? Yeah. Have a wonderful afternoon and we will see you soon. Oh, sorry. It's self-led, yes. One person, there's, I think, instructions in the rooms about what to do. One person, and there's no talking in it. Please do maintain the silence. You can, you know, definitely spread some metta inside your heart. Community, I love you, but no talking. And uh, one person, you know, maybe a different person every day, who knows, will take the responsibility of ringing the bell at the end of the sit. That's all that's needed. So thank you all so much. Please do avail yourself to that if you'd like. And um, have a wonderful practice day. And please do go to your look to make sure if you have a group right now, please come right now. Yeah. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.com dot org slash donate.